0: Hello and welcome to another edition of the Redbird Report. This is Vidette Sports Editor Nate Head, and I'm joined by my co-editor, Mike Mara. Mike, it's a Wednesday. It's very cold. We're almost through the week. How are you doing today? Uh, I wish it was a little bit
1: warmer. I wish we had... uh You know, some other different scenarios throughout the week, but outside of that, we're all good putting another paper together for all you people tomorrow. So, you know, be sure to pick one of those up. We put a lot of stuff in there. Obviously, we got new new women's basketball era starting tonight, so we got a lot of stuff going in for that paper tomorrow. But outside of that, it's been a good week.
0: All right, so just kind of jumping right into it. You know, we're here to talk about some ISU football coming off. Yet another huge win last week in Youngstown State. You know, they defeat them 35-0. to We talked about it in our last edition. I mean, just a dominating performance for those Redbirds. Uh, you know, yet another one after coming off a big South Dakota victory. So this weekend they host Western Illinois back at Hancock Stadium. It's family weekend here in Normal. Um, just, you know, kind of just an opening statement on kind of what you're, you know, expecting from the game. Well, they're now in the middle
1: game of that Five game gauntlet that's nothing but top ten opponent or top uh, top twenty five opponents. Excuse me. At one point, it looked like it was going to be all top yeah. ten opponents, um, but uh, so they're they're in that middle of the gauntlet right now. The one thing I'll say, and I don't think it's going to happen, but the one thing I will say is you 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 might get a little worried here if you're Illinois State that. You're running out of gas because if when you're going into these high, you know, arguably they're they're under the pressure cooker every single weekend. Uh, just because when you're playing a ranked opponent, you know they're good, you know they're dangerous. The Missouri Valley Football Conference, you know, anybody can beat anybody on any given day unless you're Indiana State. Indiana <laughs> State can't, you know, really can't, you know, couldn't beat anybody right now. Uh, but outside of them, everybody, you know, could beat anybody on any given day, as you could see. You know, we go back to that carbon that the Southern Illinois game uh, back in Carbon. Day. Obviously, you know, Illinois State gets, you know, handed a big time loss. But, you know, it, it's Missouri Valley football, and, you know, there's nothing more you can ask outside of that. So, you know, I'm expecting a dogfight. Uh, Western Illinois is coming in, fighting for their lives. I mean, they've lost now three of their last five. They're coming off two straight losses, uh, w- which, you know, it's weird because they go to North Dakota State, lose by 12 points, tw- uh, 24-12. Then they host South Dakota State, who we've talked about it all year long. Doesn't seem like they're the same South Dakota State that they have been in years past, and they just get pummeled 52-24. to 24, And mm-hmm. I'm sitting there, I'm like – I don't know if this is a credit to South Dakota State trying to turn their season around or... Did Western Illinois just go up to the Fargo Dome and play unbelievably well and, you know, kind of just have a letdown weekend. So so I'm not, I I don't know what to expect out of this team, out of this Western team. Obviously, they've got a lot of uh, key components that I'm sure we'll get to later on in in the broadcast, but or later on in the podcast. Um, But, you know, I'm expecting a dogfight. I think it'll be a good one. And uh, obviously, it's family weekend, so it's another weekend you want to show out for the home crowd.
0: Yeah, definitely a big game. Uh, Of course, for either team, any, you know, game this late in the season in the Valley it definitely comes with its implications for the postseason Uh, specifically for Western Illinois they're sitting with five wins we've talked in you know previous episodes that it seems like seven might be the cut line this year for the postseason um (laughs) You know, Western, after ISU, has a, you know, a, a relatively, you know, lesser slate. They got, you know, Indiana State, who you mentioned, you know, is really struggling. And then uh, Southern Illinois, a team that beat the Redbirds, but still, you know, a team that's, you know, middle middle of the pack. So, you know, you're thinking you got to win at least two of those three games. Um, I'm sure from a Leatherneck perspective, they'd like to start it off with a, a, a win in Hancock. But, you know, breaking this down, you know, a little bit more specifically, ISU offense, you know, last week they just ran the ball just all over Youngstown, and you know, is this something you expect again, or do you, or do you see them maybe trying to establish the passing game first, or or kind of you know what what are you looking for from this ISU offense specifically?
1: I think they're gonna they're gonna run the ball very very well again this this weekend. Uh, You know, the one thing that I was talking to a bunch of people over the weekend about is, you know, championship football teams, they play defense very well, which Illinois State does, and they run the football very well, which... For the most part of this season, they've run the ball very, very well. you know you, you exclude Southern Illinois and Northern Arizona because those two games at this point, I look at both of them and, and think it was they're, they're both kind of fluky. I think I think you know you go to Northern Arizona, I think they lose that game either way, just because Northern Arizona that night plays they played just extremely well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's an NFL quarterback that they played against. But then that Southern Illinois game is really the fluke. Is really the fluke. Yeah. Uh, you know, 42 to seven. Uh, you know, that's not going to happen again. If, if 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 Southern Illinois plays Illinois State this weekend, we're talking about a different story. Mm-hmm. You might even say you could. You, you might flip the score. You know, uh, in favor of Illinois State. But um, so you exclude those two games, and Illinois State's run the ball very, very well all season long. James Robinson, you know, how about the two weeks he's had? You know, back to back. Over 100-yard rushing games, three touchdowns uh, against Youngstown, and I believe it was two against South Dakota, right? I think it was two against South Dakota. It was only that one long run. It was only that one
0: long run. Yeah, yeah, it might have been just that long one. Could have snuck in a second one, not. Exactly, sure.
1: But you know, so he's had two very nice weekends. Mm-hmm. Markel Smith added a, a, another nice weekend, you know, to compliment James Robinson's at Youngstown. Both again over a hundred yards. Yep. I mean, this team when when they start running the ball and they find their groove, credit the offensive line. Obviously, it always yep. starts with the offensive line, and that was one of the big question marks that we kept hitting on all season, or really all season long and all preseason long. Was how is this offensive line going to hold up? How are they going to do? You know, can they do it? Can they you know bring Illinois State to the promised land? Because Really that's what we said was gonna be the downfall of this team was gonna be the offensive line, but they've they've stepped up and, and you know, I, I fully expect them to do so uh, here again this weekend and I think if they continue to run the ball very well, you keep the ball not, and this is not in a negative way when I say this, you keep the ball to Jay Colby's hands. And I'm not saying that in a negative way. I know I've been very critical of the quarterback, uh, but this is meant in a way that if you're running the ball, stay with the hot hand. There's no reason to start passing the ball if your running game works. And obviously, you know, you saw last week. Jake Colby threw the ball 11 times mm-hmm. went 6 for 11, 42 yards and they still put up 28 points they scored 35 but obviously the one was uh, a defensive touchdown so they put up 28 points and he, you know, he threw for he had 6 completions for 42 yards so I mean if you could do that again I think that's ideal for Illinois State and I think that's kind of another performance you can see out of them here this weekend.
0: Yeah I think so too and another thing to keep in mind in terms of you know favoring the running game is there's rain in that forecast for Saturday uh, unclear on exactly if it's it's going to be during game time, but I'm sure it's going to be cold and, you know, dreary anyway. So that might be another reason to, you know, keep the ball on, you know, the ground. Um, I'd like to ask you this. Um, just kind of, you know, an impact player, like an X-Factor that you see on that offensive unit, you know, maybe besides these other guys or are, are the normal suspects like, you know, James Robinson and Colby. Do, do you see anybody, you know, that maybe hasn't been in the spotlight these last couple weeks kind of, uh, you know, I'll start with, um, I'm seeing a, I'm seeing a decent game from Tyler uh, Pekovic. That actually. was the one.
1: I, that's the one that went to my I, that's, head. That's
0: that's coming. He's been he's been relatively quiet in these last two weeks, and you know he he caught seven passes in Northern Arizona. Obviously that was a game where Colby had to really air out the ball, but that you know Pekovic he, he's tall. He has the hands. That's that's a guy that you know I'd like to maybe keep an eye on. Um, If if they have to kind of turn that that throwing game because you never know you know those leathernecks could come out and really um, you know cramp the box up a little bit and really try to take away that rushing game and make Colby throw so um, it will be interesting to see what they you know do on that end. Yeah, I I would go. If they have to pass the ball, because
1: mm-hmm. almost with this team, you almost have to put out two X factors. Right. Cause one if they don't run, throw the ball, and one if they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, Christian Gibbs has been ad- battling injuries this middle part of yeah. the season, uh, and he's played very, very well here at home. Obviously, the rain is a factor, but I'm going with. I, I think I want to go with Christian Gibbs, okay. especially because, you know, last week we talked about it a lot. He was on the outside, obviously as the receiver, but he's on the outside, and he had a big blocking game. I mean, mm-hmm. he had a couple blocks that you know gave uh, uh, gave James Robinson and Markel Smith, you know, probably an extra five, six, and in some cases, you know, ten yards on their run. Uh, you know, and I'm kind of one of those guys that believes in that. You know. The sports karma, the football karma, you yeah. know. So you know, you make a good block, and something's good coming your way. So uh, I expect him to have a nice game. Um, I do think Illinois State's going to throw the ball a little bit more uh, against Western Illinois, just because you know you know Western Illinois is going to be preparing for the run. But then again, it seems like everybody in the Missouri Valley Conference has been geared up to stop Illinois State on the run, and some have and. Some haven't. So it's going to be hit or miss, but I do expect them to throw the ball a little bit more, and that's why I'm going to go with Christian Gibbs.
0: Yeah, I think Gibbs is a a nice selection. You know, he hasn't caught a pass since that game in Flagstaff, Arizona. Um, You know, obviously he's been sidelined a couple weeks and, you know, returned for last week but did not catch a pass as it was definitely a rushing attack from the Redbirds. Um, So it'll be interesting to see if Gibbs can, you know, reacclimate himself with this offense because, man, he was off to a really impressive start to begin the season. Um, you know, switching gears a little bit to that prized, you know, defensive group. Um, you know, they've time and time again. It seems that they've, you know, rose to the occasion uh, against an offense. Western Illinois, you know, not at a, not one of the top offenses, but they're definitely close. It's not like they're any slouch. They're, you know, the fourth or fifth, you know, most ranked conference or, or t- um, offense in the conference. So. You know what are you looking for the defense? I, I think Western Illinois is going to try to run the ball similar to ISU. They have a you know junior running back scored three touchdowns last week and the and the week before he had 143 yards. Uh, a little Steve Freeport, Na-
1: Freeport, native a little, uh, Freeport native,
0: Little Freeport native, little classmate of mine, former teammate of mine back in the day. So it'd be nice to catch up with him a little bit. What what are you expecting from this I, ISU defense? Man, it this is another another tough task for them. Um,
1: Another offense that kind of, you know, presents a dual threat as far as they can run the ball down your throat, and then they can you know, drop back and, and throw it and, and you know, make it a quick, easy attack. Um, you know, Max Norris and Steve McShane lead uh, lead the Western offense, obviously, in the backfield. The two have rushed for 850 yards this season, 10 touchdowns. But I'll tell you who has had his fair share of experience against the Redbirds, and that's something SPAC even acknowledged. In 2015, they played each other twice, uh, once in the mm-hmm. regular season, once in the playoffs. And it's it's quarterback Sean McGuire. I mean, this kid's thrown for just over 1,900 yards to this point in the season. Hmm. He's thrown for 16 touchdowns as opposed to five interceptions, and it's another kid who he's not to the... Extremities of Chris Shrevler. He's not going to, you know, yeah. he, you know, they're similar body type. Uh, I think Strevler is obviously overall a better quarterback, as you could see. I mean, he's a Walter Payton Award finalist, mm-hmm. and you know that that entire week was surrounded around Chris Shrevler. That's the big guy we talked about all week long. Mm-hmm. You're not really talking about you know Sean McGuire the same way um, that you are there that we were um, that we were Chris Shrevler. But I think I expect he'll have a very good game. You know, this is this is a team like we said, coming off two losses, and arguably is fighting for their playoff shot. I mean, obviously, it's not the end of the world if you lose it here, because you go, you, you if you're Western Illinois, you sit at five and four. But this is a team that you know McShane's a junior, uh, you know, uh, so is McGuire. This is an experienced team. They've played in the Missouri Valley Football Conference before. Um, and, you know, I don't think Illinois State scares them. And that's the thing about everybody in the Valleys. I don't think anybody really scares anybody except, no, I don't think anybody. Again, hate mm-hmm. to hate on them, but I don't think, I don't think Indiana State scares <laughs> many people. Um, but outside of that, it's, it's always a battle inside the Valley. And this is a team, like, we, you go down the line of their games here. And they play South Dakota. They host South Dakota, and they lose by five. Then they go to UNI, who historically people teams have struggled there like crazy. I mean, it, it's you, it's hard to win there. It's very hard to win there. Youngstown State lost there yep. two weeks ago. You know, so they go to UNI. They win by nine. Then they beat up on Missouri State, forty-nine to thirty. Then they drop two in a row here against uh, North Dakota State and South Dakota State. And it doesn't obviously for Western Illinois it doesn't get any easier with Illinois State, um, mm-hmm. but. You know, these are two teams that are battle tested inside the valley, and this defense is going to have their hands full. I mean, because like I said, this is a team that you know they might run the ball on first and second down, and then they might take a shot on third and long down the field. And you got to be ready for just about anything with this Western team. And I wouldn't be surprised if you see Sean McGuire even tuck and run. Mm-hmm. He's not a known runner. He's not a dual threat quarterback. But you know, when push comes to shove, you you throw you know the whole sink at a team, and, and that might be in the cards for Western this weekend. Well, first off, I hope
0: nobody. Is listening over at Indiana State University. <laughs> what is that over in uh, Terre Haute? How, how, Terre how do you Haute. say that? Terre Haute. Yeah, kind of a strange uh, spelling. I never really know exactly how to uh, say that. Um, I don't, I'm not sure if we get many uh, listeners over there, but if we did, uh, we won't next week. Um, <laughs> so, anyway, just kind of moving on. You know, you kind of alluded to that ISU defense, and you know, if you had to pick a, um, you know, aspect of their game that they. have you know, kind of struggled with is um, is that pass defense. So, you know, you mentioned McGuire can really come out and throw the ball around, spread out the you know, spread out their offense. So, you know, have you seen since that Arizona game, have you seen a, you know, rejuvenated pass defense um, from the Redbirds? I know Strevler came in and yeah, he threw for what, like four hundred yards, yards? But he threw sixty three times. All right. That's... I mean so it's just you better you better get right. damn near 440 mm-hmm. yards if you're dropping back 63 times. Right. So just kind of you know using the eye test. Um, you know, have you seen a you know a, a more improved pass defense from these Redbirds? Not to be you know Mr. Negative over here, but.
1: I they've improved. Mm-hmm. They've improved in their pass defense. You know, you could arguably say that against Youngstown State, you know, they played the pass very very well. Uh Nathan Mays and Ricky Davis, you know, both, you know, have the ability to throw a little long ball. Ricky Davis took a lot of shots downfield. Um and Devontae Harris had a few nice break uh, takeaways. Um you know, I <sighs> it's tough to say because they haven't been tested since Strebler and obviously Strebler, you know, kind of threw the ball on them and then you go to Southern Illinois and you know, Southern Illinois did a very nice job of mixing the run game and the pass game and had a couple of long passes, had a couple of long runs um, and obviously Northern Arizona, they kind of, Case Cook just kind of threw the ball all, all over on them. Um, so I, it's an improved pass defense, but since Streveler, they've yet to really be tested. Obviously, Youngstown had a very off day. I mean, Mm -hmm. credit both Illinois State. Illinois State had a very good day, but you have to obviously acknowledge Youngstown State had a pretty bad day. Um, So, you know, this is another good test. And as far as the quarterback play goes, I think this is going to be nothing against North Dakota State and South Dakota State, but they don't have the quarterback play that um, Illinois State's seen and will, I should say, will see three of the last four weeks here with Cookus, uh, Southern Illinois and, and now Sean McGuire this weekend, so it's gonna. This is really gonna be the test to see where they've come as far as a pass defense goes, because this is a, again McGuire is gonna be able to drop back and he can air it out. He he's got he's got the arm strength that Strowler had and that Cook has had, um, and, and so they're gonna be tested this week. And I think this is really the weekend that we're gonna see what kind of how,
0: how improved this pass defense has, 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 how far they've come. I should say. All right, so we've kind of, you know, talked about both sides of the ball and kind of broken it down a little bit. You know, I'd like to just kind of hone in on one specific general, you know, key to the game, if you will. You know, one thing you mentioned that I, you know, found interesting was, you know, this ISU team has, you know, these last two weeks, you know, big wins. It's got to be, you know, exhausting just being on the, you know, on the fence both times against these, you know, backs against the wall, I believe is what you said. So, you know, that can take a lot out of them, you know, emotionally, of course, physically as well. Um, so I think it's really important to, you know, for them to come out, you know, strong with a lot of energy. Um, I heard, you know, Brock Spack talking uh, at practice yesterday. He says it's like the earliest start time they've had this season. Um, I'm not sure if that will really affect anything, but it's definitely, you know, an, an adaption they have to make. But, um, you know, my biggest key to the victory, you know... Not to be Mr. Captain Obvious, but I think it's that they need to establish the run game. It's just as simple as that. The Redbirds have turned into a run-heavy team, and if they can't establish that early, it'll, I don't know, it'll be interesting to see Colby in a you know, a shootout. So that's what I'd say, is, is to come out early and establish that you know, dominant running game that they have in this past you know, month. Arguably all season, um, you know, what would you say is just the biggest key?
1: I think the biggest key is going to make sure that their big players, and again, it's kind of Mr. Obvious, but their big players don't get going. And that goes for both sides of the ball. One guy we haven't talked about is Brett Taylor, uh, mm-hmm. who's their Mike linebacker, and this kid is good. This kid leads the FCS in ta in, in solo tackles. He leads the FCS in total tackles. Uh, he has 118 tackles to this point. Right. Really? And when you look at the stat sheet on the defensive side, on the deep. For for Western Illinois, he leads all tacklers by nearly three quarters. The next guy is in the forties; he's at 118. Mm. It's it's incredible. Um, So he's 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 the heart and soul of this defense. And it's funny because they talked to Brock on on Tuesday about you know why how does how does he tackle just about everything? Yeah, and. It's he. The kid's got a nose know for nose for the football. The kid just knows how to play the game. He finds the ball. That's you know the biggest thing that you're taught as a as a middle linebacker. Find the ball. Go to go towards the ball, and you know he he's gonna make. He's the engine that makes this Western Illinois defense go. And so it, it, the thing is, is if you kind of. Hide him a little bit if you kind of get him outside of his game, outside of the the defensive system, and you can kind of avoid him. Even though it's hard when you're sitting in the middle, because you know whichever way you run the ball, you know he can you know still go make a play. Or if he if he drops back uh, in a pass coverage, he can still go make a play, make a tackle. Um, But if you can kind of you know limit his intensity, limit limit his you know playmaking ability, uh, that's going to be big because that means that their their workhorse isn't getting the job done and. When you're Western Illinois, it means that you're probably defeating that defense. Um, So I think the biggest key is is making sure that you cake him out of the game.
0: And and obviously that would mean that Illinois State's offense Mm -hmm. is doing pretty well. Right, yeah. Definitely will be interesting to see how the ISU front deals with him. Another thing, we did not mention ISU and Western will be playing their hundredth game of the, you know, series history. It's kind of interesting. I think ISU's won the last seven. Is that the well, They've
1: won the last seven. Which is weird because when you think about how close the series is. Yes. Before they won their first of this seven, mm-hmm. it was like, hey that's kind of a lopsided yeah. series, but now obviously the States' back in it.
0: Yeah. Uh, so just kind of, you know, jumping into predictions, I'd like to, you know, I'll start with you. What are you thinking? Uh, my prediction
1: here is I think it's going to be a closer game than you saw last weekend. Even though I believe, I believe, mm-hmm. despite records and despite you know last weekend showing, I think Youngstown is a better team than Western Illinois is. Um, but Western Illinois is coming in here fighting for their lives, and they've got the firepower that Youngstown was lacking last weekend. Their run game was just shut down. Credit to the Illinois State defense. Their quarterback play was very very poor, and that you can't blame on anybody outside of the fact that. Uh, Hunter Wells is hurt and you know I think Hunter Wells being hurt changes the complexity of that game Sean McGuire's in this game As far as we know, he's healthy. Max Norris, Steve McShane, they're all going to play this weekend. So, this is a healthy, hungry Western Illinois uh, team. And I think Illinois State's riding high. You know, like we said, two back to back wins, you know, where they upset, uh, you know, a higher ranked opponent than they were. And I fully expect them to come out and and not miss a beat. Although, I do think Western Illinois is going to come out swinging. Uh, My prediction for the game is 28 21. Uh, Illinois State comes out on top. And I expect this one to come down to the last two minutes or so. I think Illinois State's going to. Score with about two minutes left in the game. Give Western the
0: ball, and I think the defense comes up with a very big stop to to seal the deal. Okay, yeah, definitely. You know, we both expected a much closer game last week. I don't think anybody, you know, anywhere, could not even have, Brock. Yeah. Brock
1: even said he goes. We expected it to be a close game. We obviously expected to win. I mean, but thirty-five nothing at, yeah. at Youngstown. That's on homecoming. Unheard of. <laughs>
0: yeah, it is. Wow. Um, you know, my prediction similar to yours. Um, I have ISU winning. Twenty-seven seventeen, so a close, yeah, definitely a close game. Uh, a little bit larger margin of victory, but I just think that, I think that rushing game is going to, you know, just be too much. And I think this this time around, uh, maybe more so than last week, even they'll try to kind of mix in you know, past games and, and be a little bit more, you know, diverse. And, um, yeah, so definitely will be exciting to see. It's family weekend. I think both of our parents are coming into town, and it's always a, you know, good time when when that happens. So looking forward to it. But I think that's all we have for this time on the Redbird Report. Thank you for listening. This is uh, Vedette Sports Editor Nate Head, and he's Mike Mara. Thank you, and uh, have a good weekend.